Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hello and welcome to That Gabby Roslin podcast with me, That Gabby Roslin. I was so thrilled and delighted to chat to both David Tennant and his brilliant actor-producer wife, Georgia. We chatted about Wilf, their son, cutting his hair off for charity, and also their son, Ty, who is an actor. Uh, we discuss all sorts of things. Doctor Who, their hilarious TV series called Staged, which I am obsessed with, which they starred in together with Michael Sheen, and Georgia produced it. It's all about actors whose play has been put on hold due to COVID and they continue rehearsing via video calls. Watch it, it's brilliant. Also, the extraordinary Des, which David played the serial killer, Dennis Nielsen. Plus, listen to hear whether they believe in fate. Oh, and before you ask, off mic, David had just told me that he's taken his clothes off. So that's where this chat starts. Are you naked in a cupboard? I'm not not entirely naked. In a cupboard. It's yeah, not a cupboard, it's, it's a sort of duvet nest that we've quite created. Quite a lot of blankets and pillows. And yeah, yeah. Lack of clothing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's been quite, uh, uh, home recording has been something that uh, um, has ended up being quite useful over lockdown, having a bit of a home set up. So uh, it's, the one thing we don't have is any air conditioning in it. It's very hot. So that's why you have your clothes off? Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's and, what he says anyway. <laughs> and will you be using talc? Because uh, I heard it hadn't occurred to talc. me. Yeah, because well, it has because you've shared that before that apparently you needed talc to get your leather trousers on in good omens. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, well, I I suppose I could use talc in this situation too. Well, that would what just to sort of soak up some of the sweat. <laughs> That's nice, I'm not quite sure. Do people still use talc, though? Did you really use talc? I have used talc to get in and out of some tight trousers on set, yes. Georgia, have you ever? I don't feel like I've ever. Maybe when my hair's looking particularly greasy, I might have reached for the talc. Whack a bit of talc Yeah, because it's like, um, yeah, it sort of makes it, it dries it out. So these are your beauty secrets that I I was unaware of until we sat down today. You there see, you that's what this is all about, it learning really new things Peeling about back each the other. layers. <laughs> <laughs> I could, we have to start with the incredible picture on your Instagram, Georgia, of Wilfred's hair for the Little Princess yeah. charity. Oh, I know. It's all gone. Who, was it your idea? Was it Wilfred's no, idea? No, no, no. His hair has always, it's always been his own thing. He, he decided well, to grow it. I'm pleased to hear that. Yeah. Well, yeah, quite. It'd be weird if it wasn't. But uh, he decided to grow it. He's been doing it for about three years, something oh, like that. at least. I mean, it was very long. It was a lot very, of it. Very, very long. 
And then you'd have been great in Def Leppard or something. Yeah. I'm going to pretend I know what that is. Okay. Okay. Um, and then he just decided he'd, he'd like to um, cut it off and give it away. And that was completely his decision. Yeah. Oh, I think it's quite goodness. rare to get lots, you know, sort of l- long lengths of very blonde hair, isn't it? Well, yes, I suppose it's slightly rarer for a boy to grow their hair that long. and Because mm. obviously he then was able to cut it very short. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite. So he really got, he got to send off quite a lot of length. Oh, that's so lovely. And yeah. the Little Princess Charity just do this do amazing work for kids who have lost their hair and they make these amazing wigs. Oh, mm. it's such a lovely thing that he did. I oh, know, it's really lovely. You've got, what is it, 2,368 children now. That's, yes, that's exactly. Are we, is it, are we, oh, is it, is it that? No, I think we're, it's It feels like that. it's that. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> you've got, is it, how old's Ty? 18? 18, yeah. Right, he, 18. He's just a bloke that lives in the basement now. So he's, he just gets on with it. We sort of throw food at him three times a day yeah. and then don't really see him. Does he make any sounds? Uh, he, well, he's very into uh, drumming and guitaring. So yes. So a lot of sounds. Yes is the answer to that. Yes. Oh. When he finally wakes up. Yeah. I bet he knows who Def Leppard is then. Yeah, he'll be really embarrassed that I didn't. He's more into Pink Floyd and Led Zepp and things yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm quite old school. So he, does he want to be a musician then or an actor? Because he's, he's, he's acted, hasn't he? He's acting at the moment. He's, um, but he does seem to be wanting to add music to his future as well. Yes, I guess if he could find some way of combining the yeah. two, he'd probably be very happy. He's yeah. very good. I mean, he only picked yeah, up really a guitar good. a handful of years ago and now he seems to be he's terribly good at it. But you play the guitar, don't you, David, as well? well no. <laughs> No. You, played with Franz, you played with Franz Ferdinand. Oh, I did. I, I, well, I mean, I mimed alongside Franz Ferdinand for comic relief. I don't think I actually made a noise. I don't think I was plugged in, Gabby. Oh, no. Sorry. Don't, don't, Am I ruining your dreams? Oh, yes. yes. Sorry. Sorry. You're shattering all the illusions. You can't do that. Um, how amazing is it that at age three, you knew you wanted to be Doctor Who? The statistical improbability of me saying that at age three and ending up in Doctor Who, I wouldn't like to challenge a statistician with working that out. But when I was growing up, of course, Doctor Who got cancelled, so it wasn't even around. I was at drama school when the last season of the original lot of Doctor Who went out. So it was it was gone. It wasn't something that um, it was, a, was a genuine aspiration. Who knew it was going to, this show was going to come back? It's a kind of mad old story, really, that it, that it happened in the way that it did. Isn't life wonderful that that can actually happen? Oh, yeah. Do you, do you believe in fate, you two? Do you believe in sliding doors? I think it's a nice thing to ponder, yeah. isn't it? I don't, I, I don't know if I believe in it I'm as a kind of an external force. i have it for, like, TV shows and films. Yes, quite. Yeah. Yeah. Really? You don't think it happens mm. in real life that you two met because you were... Fate you were supposed to meet or any of those no. things. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. But what no. if you hadn't met, you probably still would have met. That's what I think. Do you? You think I don't I'm not sure about that. I mean I'm delighted that we did. Yeah. I feel very relieved that we did. I feel like we've ended up somewhere uh, very fortuitous. But there's that very good Tim Minchin song where he says if I didn't That's have exactly you exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. If I didn't have you, someone else would probably do. Yeah. But you <laughs> <laughs> you know that idea that you reach a point in your life where you're lo- you're looking for someone and 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 it's just sort of chance which version of that perfect partner ambles along. But I, you know, I certainly feel like I lucked out in the again in this to sort of to statistical improbability stakes. Yeah, and I very much just sort of forced it into happening, didn't I? Did so, you? Is yeah, you forced yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, very tell much us, the tell driving us. force of that. No, I mean, I just think that. I if it had I not worked quite so hard 
Might have not happened. You think? Yeah. Because I'm sort do? of inherently lazy and wouldn't have chased well, it up. That's yeah. not true. No, not inherently lazy. No, no, no. Like disbelieving of your, you know. Oh, where's this sentence No, going? as in. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, I just mean you here? couldn't quite. You couldn't quite sort of believe that that's why I was messaging you 400 times a day. And uh, folks, right. Like yes, that you no, thought that's... maybe I just was, I don't know, like lonely and wanted to chat. It was stalker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, maybe. It's a fine line between stalker and life partner. Oh, I very it? much. I very much fell into stalker. Yeah. I mean, thank goodness I did, though. So what did you do? Tell me, tell me. Well, just, you know, I just sort of made a decision. I thought, no, this is going to be good. Let's do this. And thought, well, I'll I'll just persevere until he sort of gives in. That makes it sound like I was resistant, though, which is is absolutely not what happened. I just sort of... That's that's what I mean by disbelieving. Yes. I think you just sort of thought, oh, she's she's friendly. Yes. Yes, I think I probably did think that. Yes. And lots of people had to go, I think that's more than friendly. I thought we were an unlikely yeah, well, we were. life partnership, we were, I suppose. Why? Why were you? Well, there's a bit of an age gap, isn't there? It doesn't feel like there is, well, but there is one. it doesn't feel like it yeah. now, but you know, when you look at it objectively... Yeah, now we, we both together, feel 900, so... Now we're both so... Well, it's because you've got 2,300... I can't remember now. Uh, oh, so many children, So yeah. many, so yeah, many. Exactly. Sort of dormitories <laughs> full. Yeah. yeah. I suppose the whole thing that... Because Doctor Who had run through my life like a stick of rock, to end up marrying the daughter of Doctor one Who, of the yes. doctors, it all yeah. felt a bit stupid. Silly, a bit silly. Wasn't that it? wasn't really likely going to no. happen, was it? No. So there were a lot of things against it. I think. <laughs> but you met on Doctor Who, you two as well. But you didn't. Yeah. I mean, you both. Who was old when they started? Were you sixteen, George? No, were you fifteen when you first? Acted and you were sixteen, David. I was actually twelve. Yeah, you were twelve. Yeah, I was twelve. Well, George is part of an acting dynasty, yeah. after all. I mean, it's in her family blood. The most beautiful mummy and the most gorgeous daddy. I wanted to marry your dad when I was little. Aww. That's an embarrassing thing to admit, but there we go. Oh, you could have been my stepmom. That would have been nice. I... <laughs> No, this would be a different chat, wouldn't it? That would be just no. That would have been too much of an age gap. That's just too weird. But I loved his tops that he wore on All Creatures Great and Small. Yes, weren't they knitting patterns? Yes, they? yeah, they did. They they got turned into knitting patterns, and he's got some of them framed around the house. Has he ever knitted any himself? I don't think he has. No, but Does he used to model to them. Can he knit, Peter? No, his his mum, my grandma, used to knit very no. well. She taught me how to knit. Oh. Yeah, can you knit? I mean, I can knit. In, I can knit in a straight line. Which is the, so I can knit scarves very well, but if yeah. you wanted to, to you know, wear a top, you just have to wrap the scarf around yourself. Mm. Okay, that works. That, that works? works for me. That yeah. works. That completely works for me. Good. But you were obviously destined, really, um, Georgia, to to act because of your mum and your dad. Did it? Did it? Was it just a fait accompli? That was it. Okay, that's what I'm going to do. I've really resisted it for years. I would come up with quite extraordinary jobs that I wanted to do just to sort of shut people up because people always used to go, oh, I mean, obviously you're going to go into the family business. It used to annoy me because obviously I knew I wanted to, but I didn't like that they knew I wanted to. So I would pretend I wanted to be an archaeologist was one of them. Um, and an undercover forensic scientist was another one until my dad pointed out that you couldn't be an undercover forensic scientist because they wouldn't let you on the crime scene. Um so that, that he put a stop to that pretty quickly. But I would go through phases where I would decide I was going to be something and convince everyone I was going to do it, really just as a sort of, um, I was just annoyed that everyone assumed I would become an actor. And then it got to the point where I was like, well, this, I'm just, I'm just a, this, who is this serving? No one. So I had to kind of admit I did want to do it. Well, let's be honest, though. All of those things that you wanted to do, you can do when you're acting. 
You could be all of those Well, things. that was the thing. It was always based on TV shows. So I would watch something and I'd go, <laughs> oh, I want to be that. Which is why they were things that didn't quite make sense. Because in TV <laughs> shows, they don't have to. I do want to see the undercover forensic scientist TV show. That's going to be my next gig. Yeah. I think yeah. that's a good idea. Do I, it. I mean, it's not a bad idea, what is it? What would they do? They'd have to steal onto crime scenes in the dead yeah. of night, yeah. take some fingerprints and sneak off again. Yeah, or well, the whole episode would just be them trying to convince the police to let them into the crime scene. And then there'd be another forensic scientist chasing the other forensic scientist if he left any forensic evidence. Do you want to play that? I do. I want to play it works. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, yeah, yeah. they'll okay. say yes. They'll okay. say yes. I can see it now. And it should be called the undercover forensic the other car- that's it just it yeah. the undercover forensic yeah nice I like that okay got it uh, but you two obviously I mean you've, you've performed together before you've performed with your kids and but staged as you know Georgia obsessed I mean source of stalking yes stalking there we go and obsessed. See, it's perfectly oh. normal isn't it thank goodness but for you, lockdown yeah oh it was just that and this country so staged in this country I think were the two greatest things on television and I watched them every night like some Mad woman. Oh, thank you. Are there going to be more? Please say yes. Well, it depends on what happens with the world, it isn't is, it? It is kind of lockdown dependent, isn't it? It kind of has to comment on where we're at. It has to, and we also have to turn it around quite quickly. That was one of the issues with that the first lot that we started making it, and then even then the rules about when and where you were locked in your house yeah, started we had changing. To we had to, to... Yes, we had to, and we had to get it turned around very fast. I mean, luckily, because it's all filmed on people's laptops and, and mobile phones, it's pretty low-tech, so there's not a lot of post-production, but it has, to, it has to be quite fleet of foot. Was it scripted, or was it mostly ad-libbed? Oh, no, it was no, mostly no, it was, scripted. Yeah. Yeah. It was scripted, and then, and then we sort of got to play around the framework of that. Yes, yeah, Simon wrote it. Simon, who plays the director uh, and is also Simon yeah, yeah. and is also the director, also wrote it. Um, with Finn Glynn. With Finn Glynn, the producer, yeah, who's... Uh, Finn Glynn. Yeah. Finn Glynn. Good name. Who's an old schoolmate of Georgia, you see. That's how it all... Yeah. It's, all it's all... It's a tangled web. But didn't you... You produced it, Georgia, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I did. So who's in, who was the, absolute, the person that went... Ah, I know, that, that finger click moment, that light bulb moment that said, let's do this. Well, I'd say it was Simon and Finn, wasn't it? It came from a, a conversation that they had, I, th- I think the moment that we started to lock down, that Simon was due to start a play. Director play, Direct, yeah. yeah. And him and Finn had a conversation and they said, I wonder whether there's something in two actors who are suddenly find themselves not able to do the play and we try and sort of rehearse online. That was the, the initial conversation. And then Finn got in touch with me and said, what do you think about this idea? And then it sort of snowballed pretty quickly from there, didn't mm. it? It did, yeah. yeah. And did you think it was going to be this huge success that it was? Oh, no. no. We didn't even know if it was possible to no, we, <laughs> Yeah, we didn't think we were going to be able to get through a scene. No. Because we so- did the first episode just to see whether it worked and we liked doing it. Yes, yes, yes. Cause, and also, none of us... Uh, Simon Evans is not a man I've met in the flesh. No. I've only ever seen him on a Zoom screen. So <laughs> I, I didn't know, could he write a script? I mean, who knew? So, yes, a script came through and we all sort of, it was all very experimental, the whole thing, as we all tried to, to make it work over, you know, remotely from our own houses. Mm. Um, and then a very clever editor put it together. And it's sort of, we, were, we all, I think we were all quite surprised with how well we thought it worked. Yeah, it wasn't until we sort of sat down and watched it at the first episode, we I mean, went, yeah, oh. it might be all right. I mean, with zero expectations, I think that's the yeah. truth. And I love that you intercut with the real life footage of London and 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 the country all completely quiet. It's sort of 
it was it was beautifully edited actually yeah, as well. it really was it really was well it is it's it's a it's a bit of a time capsule in a way mm. isn't it um to have lived through that moment at all any one of us will will remember for the rest of our lives i think won't we and and in a way it memorializes that i suppose david obviously we have to talk about uh des congratulations extraordinary oh, you. you were chilling and you became how did you that must have been a hard one to shake off at the end of the day I never feel like it is. But the person to ask about that is Georgia, really. She's the person that has to... It's hard to be objective about whether you're kind of caught up in something or not. Um, you know, you just sort of come home and you imagine you're just yourself again. It, it was quite an intense period of filming, certainly. Um, did I bring it home, Georgia? Well, it, we were, it wasn't a very good time when you were filming that, so... We uh, our baby was very ill at that point, yeah. so he would be bringing it home back to the hospital yeah, where I'd been of sort of sat staring at our baby for hours on end. So I wasn't really even aware you were doing that. I mean, job. I, I suppose the whole thing was a bit of a funny old tunnel, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a vortex. The shooting of that maybe that made it easier for you, don't know, because it wasn't really a you didn't come back to a sort of kids yeah, throwing maybe. themselves around your neck and yeah. trying to be normal yeah maybe it was all it was quite, quite heightened bleak. from from dawn till dusk yeah. yeah it was all at the same time it was it yeah. was yeah i got a phone call during the fir- the first night the first day of shooting was a night shoot and i had su- suddenly saw i had lots of missed messages from georgia and she said I-, I find myself in hospital and it kind of went from there really how long was she in hospital for about a week, a week yeah, yeah in total yeah um it's, but it, there were so many different stages of her hospital stay. It was that mm. sort of at the beginning we were a bit like, "Why? This is, she's fine. It's just like a bit of a cold. It's not a problem." Um, and then within sort of twenty four hours of that, it was like, "Oh wait, no, no, we're not fine. Okay, this is yes. a bit more serious." And then within sort of three days, we'd got into intensive care, and it was like, "Oh man, this is really not what I thought I was um, yeah. signing up for here." Um, but you know, because our NHS is amazing, they you know saved her and we got to go home again but then even when you go home i remember the doctor saying that you think this is the hard bit but actually the hard bit is when you'll go home because people then go oh the baby's fine they, and they sort of move on and you're still left in that you know there was a sort of period of time where we didn't think we were going to have her anymore so then you then there's that and that lasts for a really long time and the other kids were a bit traumatized by yeah. it as well weren't they i think we yeah. only realized that almost months later I yeah think, at definitely times. yeah Goodness me. So, yeah, so that was the entire Listen, We were death. very lucky. This yeah. was an illness that passed yeah. and she completely recovered from yeah. it. And, and, Thank and God, yeah. The, the, you know, there's a lot of parents who have to deal with things that go on for a lot longer than we did. But it's, yeah. but you can't underestimate how challenging that is sort of emotionally, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think any any parent that's that's gone through that, they'd say the hardest thing is letting go of those memories. Mm. Yes, exactly. Yes, I and I definitely still haven't. It's definitely still our baby still shares our bed because I I'm sure I uh, make that happen in my head. I'm sort of like no no no, it's not me. It's because she really needs to. <laughs> and it's definitely me. It's definitely me wanting to make sure that she's her breathing's fine. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah, of course you do. Um, but I sort of think and I, and then once I've once I came to terms with that's how I'm going to be until I'm not like that and that's okay and she's very happy. Um, we don't get any sleep, but that'll change, won't it? I've really not got any sleep for about 18 years now, so I'm, I'm quite used to it. <laughs> yeah, but once you're a parent, you don't. That's that weird thing about the slightest noise, just, are you the same? The slightest noise, that's yeah. it, you're awake. Yeah. On it, completely. Exactly. That's far more important than talking about Des. I, no, no, let's me, go no, back it to is. that. But the, the thing about 
Des is because it was real life and it affected so many people and mm. still does those families. It was, must be one of those, you know, it's very different than Broadchurch or, or, or Doctor Who. Oh, yes. You know, the, the, being yeah. with the RSC or any of those things or the, all the shows that you've been in, Georgia. When it's, you're, you're actually talking about a real thing that happened in life, the responsibility on your shoulders is huge. Oh, yeah. Yes. Mm. The thing that unlocked telling the story of Des was when, when Luke Neal uh, wrote that first script and uh, it starts with, with Dennis Nielsen being arrested. So you, you, you're not sort of witnessing him doing all these horrendous acts. There's no sort of, you know, there's no titillation of the violence there. That's all discovered retrospectively, which of course is how the world discovered Nelson's crimes. That's part of the, what's extraordinary about that story is that he did this for so long and to so many men and nobody knew it was happening. Uh, and it hit the, the people in the flats next door to him didn't know it was happening as there were, as there were bodies under the floorboards. It was, it was the very mundanity of him and the fact that this was, he, he was the sort of person who moved in society without raising an eyebrow. I mean, the worst thing that people seemed to uh, describe him as was rather dull. Uh, but yes, you're right. It's a, it's a true story. So it's not a murder mystery. It's not a thriller in that sense. It's a different kind of story you're telling and you have to be. And that was something that from the first script discussion to the last day of shooting, we were always very aware that we were telling a story that had real world consequences for people who were still around, you know, victims, families, even people who survived uh, Nelson's attacks are still around. And that you, you had to be cognizant of that and tell the story in in, in those terms that did not glorify anything that Nelson did. Well, you did it like, I mean, congratulations. It was extraordinary. Absolutely extraordinary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, now, I know, because uh, I've, I've talked to you about this before, but that you used to keep a book with who was in the pop charts. Pop charts. I can't oh, believe I said true. pop charts. <gasps> Showing my age. You're so hip. Oh, the pop charts. Who was number one in the hit parade? Um, uh, did you do things like that, Georgia? No, no. There's no geek about you at all. Oh, no, I wouldn't say, is there a geek about me? 
I really like um, I like housing shows. That's about as geeky as I get. I've always been really into watching people buy houses or not buy houses. You had a lot of Barbies and kept nicely in boxes. I mean, I did like Barbies, but I mean, I was you know eight. I know that I'm wasn't that to, long I'm ago. just trying to make You're trying myself... to give me an equivalent of yeah, I'm the trying to, pop I'm charts. trying to not be as sad as uh, I sound. <laughs> so I'm you're trying throwing to set Barbies it at in me. context, yeah. I mean, I did like Barbies, but I didn't keep a you, book you, of my Barbies. No, you keep a book, but you kept a few of them neatly in their boxes no, untouched. No, 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 there were some that my mum wouldn't let me unwrap okay, because she thought that they would be worth something one day. <laughs> I still have those Barbies, and let me tell you, they are no. worth nothing. Right, okay. So Which Barbies just, have you got? Oh, like, you know, limited edition Christmas 1994 <laughs> Princess Barbie. I mean, I, you know, I, but I never got to play with them. So of what use were they to me? And now they're worth sort of 14 which is not nothing, but for the amount of time that they've no, been living in a loft. That's not going to pay for our extension, is it's it? It's really not, no. Do you know, I met a man who collects them. He collects Barbies, and, he t- oh. and I'm not kidding you, and he takes the, used to take them once a month to um, the Savoy for afternoon tea. Wow. Okay, so no, you see, I'm not, wow. I'm not on that scale. Although what, you'd I would sort like of to sit them round a table? and Yeah. They, were, they weren't life-size ones. They were like no. regular-sized. Okay. Yeah. I think he had something like a hundred and something. And, and then he used to choose a few and every month he'd take the different ones for tea at the Savoy. And he was very nice Italian chap, and um, we talked a lot about them. And he he knew them. He knew everything about them. He was a proper. He loved. He'll he'll have your Barbies. He can have them. Hey, listen, they should be shown a good time because they have been in a loft for many a year. He might pay more than fourteen ninety nine for them by the sound of it. Just give him a good afternoon tea. That's all I ask. (laughs) (laughs) That sounded euphemistic suddenly. I feel like we were already in that territory. It just we so with it. were. We so were. Um, but but geeking about about music in the charts and and keeping a um, a book of it. I see. I love that. And I never. Th- I was never a geek. But there's something about that. Do you go back? Have you still got them? Please say you still no, got those books. I don't think I do. Oh no. no. And I never look. The truth is, I never look back on them. It was the act of noting it down clearly that meant something to me. It was the act of recording it. But then I don't know that I did anything with the statistics. I just, but I would note what was up and what was down and what was a new entry and all. God, I sound like a tragic. Did you do little arrows? Yes, arrows up and down. Yeah. Oh dear. Oh, I'm embarrassed for my younger self. No, don't be embarrassed. See, in the Tim Minchin song where you have an alternative wife. It would be someone who would be able to go, should we do that together? Because I don't actually like music. I know that this no. is a... What? I know. I know, right? It's when you say, like, you don't like dogs. It's like, I know people have such a violent reaction to me saying that. Uh, for years, I've always pretended I liked music. Mainly, what? depending on who I was going out with, I would pretend I liked the type of music they liked, you know, because I wasn't the feminist that I am now. Um, and then I suddenly, getting together with David made me, made me sort of realise, but what do I like? And I realised I don't like... I don't like noise. That isn't mean? the natural. What? I just find I'm... it. I know. I know. No. I'm, really, I'm, yeah, I'm not helping you out on this, Georgia. Defend yourself. I just... Okay, t- talk to me about this. How can you not like music? Not like any music at all. Okay, so I like musicals. Oh, thank goodness for that. But I don't, you know, if I'm in the kitchen, David likes to put on the, the radio or some music. Yeah. And I just find it, I find it really annoying. I find like I can't hear what he's saying, what the, you know, the children are saying upstairs. It sort of affects my mood having an extra thing that is not a natural thing what is the music that david puts on that that you don't that you call noise 
because I just this moment. What do you put on? I don't know. I don't, I'm not even interested. No, she doesn't even know what it is. Just what it is just sort of. I think the stuff that most offends you is anything a little bit electronic. If I'm if yeah, I'm yeah, playing, okay, if I've yeah. got a sort of like a Pet Shop Boys album, that she's not happy <laughs> with that. That that really gives her a headache. Yeah. 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 But musical theatre, you're okay with? Love it. Love favorite, musical theatre. Okay. Favourite musical? Either Chicago or Legally Blonde. But that might be because I, I saw them the most, so I knew all of the words. Because your dad was in them. my dad was in them. <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up like backstage at, 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 in, in musicals, so I would I'd sit listening to the tannoy and I'd learn all of the, the songs and dances. So that, that's very much ingrained in who I am. Um, the only thing I can tolerate is Lionel Richie. That I will listen to. I will. I mean, I know, right? Talk about geek. You're I, so cool. I am so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I've come to terms with it. I'm fine with it. Lionel Richie. I do. He. Yeah. I'll. I'll take him any any time. You'll take him. I'll take him. Yeah. I'll take. I'll have any. Uh, uh, Lionel will always add to the to the situation for me. Other music does not. You see, we got there. Yeah. I have always ridiculed Georgia for her uh, singular love of Lionel Richie, until she made me take her to see him live and he was really yeah. good really good and I'm not a fan but that man knows how to throw a show yeah <laughs> what's your favourite though apart from you just mentioned the, the Pet Shop Boys what do you listen to when you're on your own so you don't grate on, on Georgia <laughs> yes quite I, I have to choose my moments they're, they're quite rare um, I'm a big I'm a, I'm a the Proclaimers are a band that have followed me through my life I'm a uh, uh, I like the Beatles. I like. I quite like trying to keep up with what's you know new. I do that less successfully as the years go by and the children number of children increase. I used to be quite sort of well, as you know, I used to write down what was yes. up and down in the charts. <laughs> so I used to have a better take on uh, you know new releases and stuff. I, I it, with sort of withering inevitability as I get older, I tend to fall back on the things I know I already like or have liked historically. Um, but I'll, I'll give anything a go. I'm quite you know I'm still. I'm 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 still interested and in, and inspired and excited by music, but also you couldn't do a, a geek book now because there are so many different ways of doing charts. Well, yes, there still is like a chart show every Sunday night, though, isn't there? Is there? Maybe there isn't. Is there? Oh, I don't know. If maybe there, there is. isn't. It's hard to know who is more tragic. A little in bit, this and we just died. <laughs> David, when you won your uh, television recognition award, um, there, it was such a moving moment when your dad said that yeah. uh, you make the world a better place. Yeah. Isn't that one of the greatest gifts to hear a parent say about a child? Oh, it, yeah. No, it, it was it was lovely. It was lovely to have my dad involved in that because he was already a bit sick by then. So um, the fact that he was part of that extraordinary thing, you know, that was a a very overwhelming moment all round and to have him sort of crowning it was uh yeah it was lovely it was meant an, meant an awful lot the thing is though i genuinely don't know anyone that wouldn't say that about him i'm not taking that away from sandy obviously he meant it <laughs> but actually i think that is i think that's like a universal truth i don't think there's anyone that wouldn't say that david doesn't make the world the best place oh and that, I'm, sure I'm not even I that's just no, a, a fact. Long list. no no I don't, I don't believe that's true i've never met anyone that doesn't think that. very nice to me today georgia thanks it's all right. It's because you got your top off. <laughs> oh my God, we're going back to the naked in the cupboard. Just leave the naked in the cupboard. Um, but it's just such a remarkable thing. And when I told people that I was going to be chatting to you both, they all said the same thing, but about the two of you because of stage, that you do, you just, 
you're good people. And being called a good person is such a positive, lovely thing these days. It used to be that everybody fought against being a good person. And now good and kindness and all of that is so important in the world. Oh, I could, I mean, I don't know if, I don't know, I know Georgia is, I don't know if I'm deserving of that, but I, it's certainly what one has got to strive for, isn't it? I mean, there's a lack of it. There's a lack of empathy. Mm. There's, a, there's a real descent into tribalism and not in, 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 a, in quite an ugly sense at times around the world. Um, and I think, yes, we go, we need more kindness, don't we? All the time. We all need, and we all need to breathe a bit. It's so easy to get, as things get more and more polarised, it's so easy to, to not attempt to understand the other side of the argument as the argument seems more and more remote from your own experience or remote from your own values. And yet, surely that's the only hope we've got, isn't it? To try and try and empathise. The middle ground seems to be disappearing and that's that's quite scary. So the one thing we say to the kids is that the most important thing is to be kind. Mm. Anything else is, you know, secondary to that. Yeah. What makes you properly, you two properly belly laugh? Oh, I mean, our children make us laugh. Sometimes they don't mean to. You Sometimes know, they get really annoyed. You know, when you know what it was? It was last night. It was last night when there was a sort of cacophony of everyone screaming at us at the same time. Yeah. Baby was crying. Dog was barking. And then we just looked at each other and we we laughed a lot at the state of our sort of... state of our <laughs> what existence. What's happened? And then I believe I said, shall we go away for the weekend? Yes. And David said, what on a Tuesday? And I went, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're very good at laughing at ourselves, I think. But I think we do that quite a lot. In pity. In pity. Very much in pity. Yeah. I love that. Um, and then, so next up is Around the World in 80 Days. Um, well, yeah. In principle, it is. Yeah, we started it. I started it back in March, Fab- February. And then it all shut down in March. Um, and now we're looking at uh, a date when it can all get going again yes i mean filming in this new world that we're all in is is not without its challenges especially if you're filming something which didn't exist you know a a story which didn't take place during a global pandemic when everyone had to stand two meters apart from each other there Mm. are challenges um which is why staged was so good because we were all remote uh but yes we're, we're working that out and i think i hope uh that we'll start filming again on that quite soon but how will how will they do it I mean, I know that shows are being... Shows are. Well, uh, like our son Ty is, is filming at the moment and that all seems... The, you know, he's done quite a few weeks yeah. now and they've been Some without months, incident. Think, yeah. There's a lot of... There's testing going on on sets. There's people wearing PPE and there's uh, uh, protocols in place. And I think, if we're all honest, there's also a little bit of a roll of the dice and a deep breath and crossing of fingers. Mm. Um, and some productions... I mean, not Ty's one, but some productions have had... Uh, cast members who've gone down or, 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 or little incidents where they've had to reschedule. I think I, I think it's tricky. Of course, it makes already stretched production budgets stretched all the further. But um, we're going to run out of telly and films soon. We've got to get on with it. Yeah. We've got to have something to watch if we're locked mm. in our houses again. But theatre as well. Theatre, because I, I know you'd well. love... I, I mean, I miss going to the theatre yeah. so much. Yeah. And all the people that are involved, you know, behind the scenes, the, the, it's not just the performers, of course, it's the tech people and the front of house and all of that. I mean, my heart bleeds for those people. Well, theatre, so, yes, it's such a... It, it only works if there's a room full of people. There's no other way that theatre can really exist. I mean, theatres are trying. Um, we on, on Just on Saturday night, uh, Michael Sheen was on was at the Old Vic doing... a. a 
live streamed from the stage of the Old Vic. There was no audience. There was just him and a camera, really. Um, but but we sat in our living room and uh, put that on our telly. And there was something quite exciting about it. Was yeah. a little bit like going back to theatre. It was, yeah. Um, this is not the same experience. But the theatres have got to try and find ways of not going yeah. under, really, um, because. You know, the theatre makes so much money for this country. It's one. It's a real part of the kind of economic engine. Whereas at the moment, the theatres cannot make any money at all. When they're up and running, they contribute so much to the the coffers that they have to be kept alive. Um, but of course, as ev- with every month that goes on, that gets tougher, tougher for the theatres to do and a bigger ask for, for the government to keep pumping money into it. But it, it would be, you know, assuming that the world does go back to something like normal, it would be a terrific loss if we lost all these you know, uh, extraordinary um, venues that we have in this country. Yes, all the small theatres when they, because they, isn't it Panto? They say Panto yeah. pays for Pinta. Yeah. Panto that, pays for Pinta, quite, yeah. yeah. And that that so many of them have lost their funding and are closing is just, I, mean, I they're know. The, the, they're the community, that's what I know. people But all the theatres, that's the thing, it's not the smallest arts art centre and the biggest theatre organisation in the country, they all exist on pretty tight profit margins. There's none of those organisations that are making a lot of money. Even your national theatres and Royal Shakespeare companies, they they can't cl- close their doors for all these months without some help. Um, you know, and there's hundreds of people who work for these organisations. Um, and the and the small the smaller venues feed into the bigger venues. It's an it's a it's an infrastructure. It's an ecosystem that has got to be looked after. You can't really do much acting on your own. It only really exists when there's mm. when there's an audience. Um, so it's whilst it's nobody's fault. You think there's got to be a way through this? We've got to. Be, it it feels it's so frustrating. You you guys have to go back to to working and filming things because we are devour as as an audience. We are devouring. Yeah. Everybody wants entertainment, don't they? They're desperate, desperate for it. I know, and we're running out. You can kind of see on the iPlayer now these yeah. sort of weird reruns of things <laughs> from 15 years ago. Um, I suppose they're trying to just give us something to keep us all going, especially as we're you know, going to be locked in our houses a bit more again, I think. Um, that's why we need more stage. Do you uh, see? Well. That's where I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, talk to the producer. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> that means yes, but I can't say anything about it because it's all. I can't possibly thought... say anything else other than we'll see. That's that's like the standard tagline, right? I love yeah. that. I love that. What do you two watch on telly when you're not watching yourselves? And anything that we can fit in between uh, yeah. bouts of the baby yeah. waking up uh, at, at the moment. Well, yes, we're we're managing an, a sort of thirty minute episode of something yeah. a night, but yeah. broken up into about an hour and a half. Yes, aren't we? exactly. Um, so what are we doing right now? Um, right now... We're doing The Boys. The Boys. We're doing right? yeah. Silicon Valley. Yeah, which is an oldie. Which is we, an oldie. We, we discovered slightly, slightly by accident. We've been we? watching uh, Middle Ditch and Schwartz, and yeah. um, we that's how we segued into Silicon Valley. That's right, that. that's right. Property porn, because you did say you like property. I, yeah, George David does. doesn't like property porn. So a bit When like, I listen to my Pet Shop Boys album, I, <laughs> I put on location, location, porn. location. Yeah. Uh, we watched, what was that? What's that one called? Selling Sunset. Selling Sunset. Yeah, we watched episode one. But here's the thing. I need property. I don't I don't want the other bit. I'm not interested Thank in the you. reality TV yes. show aspect of it. I just want to look at the houses. Yes, yes, yes. I agree. So, my my husband 
also named David, uh, came downstairs and just looked at me and went, what are you watching? Yeah. I felt like I was watching the most filthy porn that had ever yeah. been on. He just looked at me <laughs> yeah. and said, what is well, this? Well, you were, Gabby. Yeah. I think you were. Well, actually, I think... Uh, what You'd those, have been better those... off watching some straightforward <laughs> porn. <laughs> I just wanted the property. I didn't want I know, the women and their fake that's boobs. That's exactly what I felt about it. I just, I wasn't, it wasn't for me. Didn't go on to episode two. Moved over to Grand Designs, where I belong. Yes, That's Grand the one where Designs. they build a house, right? Yeah, you don't mind that one, do you? There's a certain jeopardy to it, which I, but they always, <laughs> it always sort of works out. They always seem to borrow more money from somewhere and end up, and then he walks around and goes, this house is like nothing I've ever experienced. <laughs> well, you said that last week. <laughs> Well, that, or you could go to George's Amazing Spaces. Have you not watched that? I have watched that, yes. Yeah, it's it's the process I'm looking for, really. Oh, it's the, you it's, want the actual build? I want, yeah, I want the build, and I want the I want the search for the house. It's the it's not really the end point that I that I want. It's the it's the journey. You said the J word. You said the J word. I definitely. I Kirsty and Phil. That's your. Kirstie, I mean, that's your comfy it's, place, isn't it? It is really your, my. Yeah, yeah. It's where I sit. It's where I sit happiest. Yeah. In between <laughs> watching location, location with them. Oh yeah. my word! Yeah. I now have that picture in my head. You're listening to Lionel Richie watching Kirsty and Phil while your husband does a little chart of what's number one and plays um, uh, the Pet Shop Boys. That's it. That's, that's your life. That's basically a little snapshot into into our lives. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Bless you both. Thank you so much. And please do more staged because, as I said, I am a stalker and I am obsessed. Uh. At least I'm honest about it. Well, I think one should be honest when one is a stalker. It often works out well. Yes, and it means the police can find you, so thank you for that. Bless you. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Cheers, Gabby. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. Please join me next time when I'll be joined by the one and only Mr Keith Lemon. That Gabby Roslin podcast is proudly produced by Cameo Productions. Music by Beth Macari. Please press the subscribe button and it will come straight to your phone on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you choose to listen. Also, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 